0: and current events from a biblical perspective.
1: 2020 on Vision. Uh, Lyle there's been some pretty significant things happening uh, that deserve your comment today and uh, so I really appreciate you being available to talk to us Uh, let's uh, usually uh, we've got a big focus on the issue of marriage and because the plebiscite may have been dashed uh, by the Senate that doesn't mean that issues have gone away. In fact one of the significant things that's come to light of course over the weekend the idea that Malcolm turnbull could be banned from official duties at the mardi gras what are your thoughts yeah i was
0: amazed to see this become such a big media issue over the weekend neil and i think it's part of a strategy by those who are still trying to redefine marriage to keep this issue alive in the media Um, now that they have blocked the plebiscite uh, with the support of Labor and the Senate uh, the issue really has gone away and it's off the political agenda and I'm quite happy about that. I think there's bigger issues facing the nation but we all know that uh, those who want to change marriage uh, want to keep this issue alive and want to force it back into the Parliament. So this is a way of getting more media attention they've uh, banned Malcolm Turnbull from uh, being a VIP at the the, uh, Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras next uh, February, March I think it is uh, and uh, uh, that means that um, that uh, they are trying to punish him uh, because he has had this policy of allowing the Australian people to have a say on whether marriage should be changed. Now, it's a very anti-democratic approach they're taking, but uh, because Mr Turnbull's not doing things their way, this is their way of punishing him.
1: Well, it's interesting, isn't it, because some of the commentary I've heard uh, almost paints that whole uh, issue into the idea of shooting down uh, the man who might well have been their best supporter. And, uh, you know, we've often been critical of his stance uh, on Uh, same-sex marriage, but uh, what do you think of that idea? Have they shot down one of their best supports? Well,
0: exactly, Neil. I mean, Malcolm Turnbull has been on the record for a long time saying he supports uh, redefining marriage. His electorate of Wentworth uh, has a a large-ish population of homosexual people uh, who support redefining marriage. Uh, But what the Mardi Gras people are doing is essentially poking Malcolm Turnbull in the eye. I don't think they'll win any friends uh, from his government uh, with this. And and all they're doing is showing themselves uh, to the wider Australian community as very intolerant people And uh, I think that's the real take-home message from this. And I think we should all reflect on uh, if this is how they behave uh, with the law having not been changed, uh, what will they be like uh, when they do have the force of a new marriage law behind them. I think the intolerance will go up another level and that's even more dangerous because they've got the law with them and that makes it difficult for those of us who will always dissent uh, from a state uh, redefining of marriage.
1: Well, Lila, just goes to show just how politicised the Mardi Gras event is, but this may actually create something of an opportunity for the Prime Minister to perhaps even comfortably... Uh, separate himself from the event. I uh, wonder what's going through his mind uh, with the way he's been treated.
0: Well, I saw him on, uh, on Sky News last night uh, telling Chris Kenny that uh, he, he has lots of friends who are gay and uh, he's got lo- other avenues of, of going to the Mardi Gras so essentially the Prime Minister was trying to just laugh it off uh, but it would be good if the uh, Prime Minister of our nation was separated from this event. I, I mean certainly the media and the culture have accepted it over the decades but uh, really what this event stands for is, is uh, it's a political protest for a start but it stands for uh, a way of um, deconstructing marriage and family and uh, it, it really does present a vision uh, uh, that I think goes against uh, the ideals of human flourishing. Uh, I think if if you um, promote open sexual licence, which is what the Mardi Gras does, uh, that's not a realistic way to conduct uh, flourishing human relationships and uh, I think it's a good thing if the Prime Minister of our nation is disassociated from it, uh, it on any measure.
1: And of course that question as to whether the Prime Minister should have been involved in an official capacity in the first place, that's still that's a, a question that's still relevant.
0: Yes, it is. And as I say, I think he shouldn't have been, uh, and I think the Labor leader should should not be. Uh, It's not an event that uh, people who are trying to encourage uh, human flourishing in Australia and and solid marriage and family, which, of course, we all know we need. Uh, We need a rebuilding of marriage and family culture in this nation, Um, and uh, supporting events like this is not the way to do it.
1: Uh, Let's stay with the Prime Minister and uh, other issues that he's right in the centre of. Of course, uh, major announcement on the weekend of... uh a deal with the United States to resettle refugees there from Nauru and Manus Island. Uh, What are your thoughts, Lyle Shelton? Look, I think it's terrific that...
0: Uh, the government is finding a way to resolve uh, the issue of people being stranded on Manus Island and, and Nauru. We, we know that uh, it's controversial that uh, tough border protection measures to stop people dying at sea have meant uh, offshore processing uh, to stop the people smuggling. Uh, there has needed to be these uh, fairly harsh policies, uh, which I don't think any of us have been comfortable with, but uh, it's very difficult to know what the alternative is. And uh, to now be able to um, uh, ha- have... A- an arrangement with the United States where people can be uh, taken from Nauru and Manus and resettled in America I think is, is a good thing uh, and of course the government's making it very clear that uh, this is a one-off, they're not wanting to in any way uh, create incentive for the people smuggling trade to, to start again and I think the sooner we can see these offshore detention facilities uh, depopulated with people uh, resettled or, or gone back to their country of origin, uh, I think the better and hopefully this can be um, you know, the underlining of, of what's been a fairly terrible chapter in Australian history. Uh,
1: We've all been praying for a solution whether this is the solution yet to be seen because uh, I guess there are those doubts uh, over whether it will start the people smugglers activities again because the US is a first world nation and uh, that may not actually be a deterrent for people smugglers.
0: Well, that's the danger with resettling people to a a first world nation, Uh, but uh, the Prime Minister has said that um, the Australian Border Protection Forces will be uh, stepping up uh, their uh, naval and uh, their their maritime and, and aerial patrolling of of our, the the sea gap between uh, Indonesia and Australia so so that'll be stepped up uh, there'll be extra vigilance uh, and uh, as the prime minister said this is a, a one off arrangement um so no one um who, who makes it here by way of people smuggler in the future can expect uh, this sort of treatment I, I think uh, anyone who's thinking about uh, people Engaging the services of a people smuggler would have to know that Australia is, is not uh, an attractive place, that we, we have secured our borders, that's important uh, and that's allowed us to be more generous with our humanitarian intake and I hope we can be more generous uh, in the future uh, once this uh, issue is, is well and truly behind us.
1: Let's talk about some more to do with the U.S. Of course, the dust is beginning to settle on the big upset last week, the Trump presidency, and that creates all sorts of issues for the Australian relationship with the United States, the the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the big trade deal, which involves the U.S. and other partners around the Pacific, but also there's been questions about the ANZUS alliance and how strong that will be. Your thoughts on, on what sort of effect the Trump presidency might have on Australian relations into the future, Lyle?
0: Well, well first of all, it was a, a big shock that uh, Donald Trump was elected. I don't think uh, anyone expected this. All the mainstream media... Uh, said Hillary Clinton was going to romp it in Uh, the polls said that Uh, so this has really been uh, something that's happened against the the run of play. I think uh, all of us as Christians share our concerns with um, uh, share concerns with uh, Mr Trump's character and the things he said about women in particular although uh, Hillary Clinton's husband Bill uh, was just as bad if not uh, worse in his treatment of of women Uh, so that being said uh, this is a, a big change in global politics it's a big change for the US and it and it will uh, affect Australia. Um, Certainly, uh, Mr Trump is more insular looking. Um, uh, I I would expect that it wouldn't in any way upset the ANZUS alliance. I think that is a treaty between our two countries, uh, but where uh, it could have effect is um, America's relationship with NATO and of course uh, there is the issue of trade agreements and uh, as you mentioned the Trans-Pacific Partnership uh, is now dead in the water um, and uh, I think that's probably no bad thing. That was a very controversial um, free trade agreement negotiated in secret uh, and I, I, I for one don't like seeing things done without transparency. I'm not necessarily against free trade but there must be openness but uh, that TPP is now dead and buried and uh, certainly Donald Trump's uh, presidency is is going to um, take a a very different tack uh, to what we've seen uh, from Barack Obama over the last eight years.
1: Well, while there's a flawed leader who has been elected, and perhaps there's never been a perfect leader elected anyway, uh, but his vice president-elect, Mike Pence, uh, he is something, if you're a Christian believer and looking at the politics of the United States... Uh, he is something of a, uh, of a of a special character, given that he has been given the uh, the uh, the challenge of, of managing the transition into uh, the presidency. But uh, but he is a glowing Christian, and uh, I wonder whether you know much about Mike Pence or have some sort of comment on him as the vice president, Lyle.
0: I've been watching um, Mike Pence very closely through the media, and uh, and I have some contacts in the US uh, who have. Um, confirmed that he, he is very genuine in his faith and, and they speak very highly of him. Uh, he was a former congressman, uh, the former governor of Indiana. And uh, it was terrific to see him on election night uh, last uh, Wednesday, uh, acknowledging uh, God's amazing grace in his uh, acceptance speech uh, as he was introducing uh, the president-elect Donald Trump. So he, he straight away was um, witnessing to his Christian faith and acknowledging God's hand in in what had happened. And I think that's a positive thing. Uh, he is a very very solid evangelical Christian, and I expect that he will be a terrific influence uh, on a Trump administration. And as you said, uh, he's. he's he's. He's now been given the task of of, uh, managing the transition team uh, to government. That's a very uh, important role, and uh, I I think this does augur well, despite uh, a flawed candidate. And as you said, uh, there is no perfect uh, candidate. Uh, Christians never uh, or rarely have um, someone who who, who is uh, a perfect Christian to vote for, so these are always the choices before us. But to have people like Mike Pence in the administration, I think, uh, is is a good thing. And um, I think uh, we should... uh, Give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt and let's just see if um, if he can uh, make uh, good of his presen- presidency despite the terrible campaign that he's put us all through.
1: Well, Lyle, academics and commentators are going to be uh, pulling to pieces, uh, examining forensically all of the reasons why. Uh, not only that Donald Trump has ascended to this place where he's now the president-elect, but they'll also be looking at Hillary Clinton and uh, and asking the questions and forensically examining her demise and why she lost the election. Uh, Donald Trump credits Twitter for his win. Uh, what sort of thoughts have you got about uh, about the reasons for his win and the use of social media?
0: Well, I'm not sure whether... Twitter was the reason. Um, I think, uh, well, well, it perhaps was in this sense, in that uh, Donald Trump represents a major disruption of the mainstream, and certainly his tweets were very disruptive. I don't know whether they're always helpful to his campaign. But what they did, uh, I guess, is is it reinforced in the minds of people that this uh, person is an outsider, uh, that he is standing up to the political establishment and to elites who who have been telling uh, ordinary people for, for decades now what they should think and how they should think. And I think people are, are sick of that. Uh, we see it uh, you know, through issues like the same-sex marriage debate, and the safe schools debate, where we're, we're told we have to think that uh, a boy wanting to identify as a girl is, is a normal thing. That's just but one example. Uh, Donald Trump represents um, a smashing of the status quo, and I think that's been very appealing to a lot of people who are sick and tired of political correctness. Uh, there's also a lot of economic pain in America and uh, small town and rural America where uh, real wage growth uh, has been negligible or going backwards. Uh, these people are hurting economically and uh, they're, they're seeing that um, the policies that have been pursued by uh, the political establishment uh, haven't been helping them and so they've, they've reacted. Um, I think the system has needed a shake-up. I think uh, it does need a shake-up. I think uh, Australia's system needs a shake-up as well. Um, I wish it didn't quite have to happen this way uh, but if if some good can come out of this uh, that uh, mainstream parliamentarians are taking greater notice of what ordinary people are saying and uh, eschewing political correctness I think that'll be a good thing as a result of this.
1: Well of course something, uh, some people uh, perhaps New South Wales listeners might be uh, attending to when it comes to this sort of shake-up that you talk about of course uh, the election in Orange on the weekend in which The Australian Shooters and Fishers and Farmers Party is uh, likely to get across the line there. That does, in fact, demonstrate that people are looking for alternatives and and, uh, ready to act harshly when it comes to their vote when they don't believe that government is actually being uh, done in their favour.
0: Absolutely. Um, we've seen our own uh, Brexit uh, Trump phenomenon play out here uh, almost immediately with the Orange uh, by-election at the weekend. Uh, what was a solid uh, New South Wales National Party seat, uh, they've now lost. They've been trounced. Uh, and um, you know, I've been watching the drift of the New South Wales Nationals for some time as they've gone away from their um, their, their core business that uh, they've. Uh, they had many prominent supporters of same-sex marriage amongst the New South Wales Nationals. The, the young Nationals have been taken over by people supporting uh, almost Greens' uh, social policy. Uh, pe- people in the bush look at that and, and they go, "Hang on, this is this is not uh, <laughs> this is not the party that uh, that they've supported all their lives." And uh, I think it's a big wake-up call to the New South Wales uh, Nationals, and it's a big wake-up call to to politics in Australia. Um, people are. are disenchanted and they will vote for independence and minor parties as a way of sending a message and uh, unless uh, the parties in Canberra and uh, and the other state parliaments uh, recognise this, I think we could see more of this before we see less.
1: Well Lyle Shelton, always good getting your insights. Uh, A great update on some of the issues that we're facing in this current day and through the coming week ahead. Uh, Really appreciate your insights. I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website uh, where there's great resources uh, to be able to arm yourself for the way that Christians think about political issues. Lyle, thanks so much for joining us again today on 2020. Pleasure Neil, thanks for having us.